y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the History of the Bay podcast, sponsored by the good people of Amoeba Music San Francisco, as well as the folks at Dying Breed San Francisco. Today, behind the lens, we got Rocky Vision, we got King Says, shout out to the producer Skino, and of course, my main man, D.E.O. on the boards. And today, we have another legendary guest, man, mm. San Francisco's real mayor, man, the city's real mayor, the Come mighty on, San Quinn. Come on, man. What's up, Jays? What's up, brother? How you feeling, brother? Oh, great, man. Great to have you. I'm excited. I love you, too, bro. I'm really excited to have you here, bro. I'm sure I've told you this before, but I'm going to say it again on camera, bro. Like, for all of us growing up in San Francisco, bro, you were that dude, bro. Like, you represented us real well. One of the illest, lyrically on the mic, strong delivery, good guy, leader, always putting on for the city. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, growing up and, and listening to you, to meeting you, working on music with you, and having you here today, bro, it's always an honor to build with you, bro. Man, thank you, bro. I, thank you. I appreciate that. For sure. I for sure. That. I appreciate that. I just uh, did did what I was supposed to do. That's right. I looked at it. You know That's what I mean? right. That's, That's right. It, so, you know, thank you. Well, now that you're here, I want to, you know, my thing is because I have this knowledge growing up in this, seeing this, unfold in front of me. I want to go all the way. I want to do a real in-depth interview okay. and get the story, get the story out there, man. Get all these details. Yeah. But we'll I, I can't give you my whole life story. Nah, I, well, I ain't gonna, we don't get the whole life story, I, I, but... I, I, I gotta give you, I gotta say something for me. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. I got but you, but I'll tell you whatever you need to know. We'll, get, we'll get some jams today. Whatever you need to know, man. Whatever you need to know, it's good, baby. Well, let's start here. What, what was it like? Describe what it was like for, uh, especially for people who've never been to Frisco, what was it like growing up in Filmo? Uh, it was uh, it, it was it was beautiful. It was it was beautiful. It was scary too at the same time uh, for me because I didn't have no big brothers or big cousins. So uh, you, that's what you had to have like a big brother, big cousin, uncle, group of uncles to identify with. So I didn't have no no male figures to identify with in Fillmore. So uh, coming out of my house, I only you know I didn't want to go down the way. I, I was like a timid little dude, man. The only cause I knew niggas would tighten you up. You feel me? Niggas was getting beat up, jump. You had people like, rest in peace, Fresh Dan, that was, you know, fresh out of YA, punch a nine-year-old in the face, 17 years old, like, feel me? Uh, Twig and them used to be like, you'd be at the 24-hour store thumping your ear hella hard. So I was I was afraid. I was afraid. So that that, that afraid part, uh, that, 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 you know, it, it is, like, this is part of growing up until you get a name. It made me want to get a name for myself in Fillmore. But in Lakeview, Lakeview, I was more like the man in Lakeview. Because so you have family in the view as well, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. My great-grandmother is the one, and my mother lived in Fillmore. And my great-grandmother had a daughter named Juanita, which is my grandmother, that lived on Capitol in Montana. In so Lakeview. right by the park. Right across the street from mm -hmm. the park. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got all my, all my gang from the park. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, the Busbys and you know what I mean? Uh, everybody. You, that's just Busbys because I had a big family with John Hearns and, and uh, Squeegee and Keith Hankston and you feel what I'm saying? Eric and Derek Martin and all them I learned, uh, you know, was at the park playing basketball. But then my family was known, so I used to be over there talking my film on shit until one day Big Drama and then was going to jump me. You know? <laughs> he was going to put hands and feet on me talking that bullshit. I didn't know that Big Drama had ties to Filmo. Uh, had Cousin Meal in him, so he knew I was bluffing. I used to be over there. Actually, I wrote Filmo on the side of the gym. That was me, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> me and my other comrade being bad, but they probably knew it was me. Levy wasn't, wasn't tripping, you feel me? Uh, they, they, they raised me up to half fields. I grew up with the half fields. 
Tommy Hatfield and all his brothers, rest in peace. Yeah, but Tommy actually knocked me out. Oh, shit. When I was seven years old, because I didn't know nothing about chucking him. We went to go get the free lunch from the park, and all I heard was uh, Sneaky D. Deshaun, he passed away too, family. He said, go punch him in the face. And I, next thing I know, I was seeing stars. My cousin Daniel wanted to beat the brace off me. What happened? Why you let him do that? So, you know, as I got older, I got revenge on Tommy when I was like 12, <laughs> tightening him up all the time. You know, because then I knew about the, you know, but they are, see, that's what I'm saying. Them having uncles right, and brothers. Right, right, right. more vicious. I, right. I wasn't vicious. I was, you know, I was smooth. It was all ladies that raised me. They weren't on a Mortal Kombat like that. So you had to go, you had to go up pretty fast. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty fast. Not really. Not really. I didn't have to grow up fast. We did grow up fast, but I had to pay attention yeah. to a lot of shit right away. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you talk about this on the on the All City album that you did. There's an interlude yeah. where you talk about Peter Lee. Peter Lee. And that was a situation I always heard about. That was before my time, but I always heard about it from older cats speaking on it. Yeah. Um, explain that situation and how you saw, like, the turf war start to affect San Francisco. Well, nigga, don't act like you that much young, older than you. Know, I wasn't around. I wasn't outside when Peter Lee died. No, nah, I wasn't either. I was. I was. In, I was in the house in Lakeview, and in Fillmore. But you, I heard about it. I heard about Peter Lee uh, dying. He got killed in Hunters Point. I don't know what it was over, but he was driving. This is a story I heard. Driving from Hunters Point, going to Sunnydale, and he got hit up there by a Hollister. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, Honest Bob, cousin Squat, was driving the car. I heard the story because I'm Quinn now, but growing up, I know for sure once Peter Lee got killed, that started some the turf wars. That started turf wars and shit. So, and then it was like Fillmore and Sunnydale against HP and Lakeview and back and forth and shit like that. So that that's what I just know. I know that started that shit up when it was like that. So you were just kind of watching that unfold. Scared. I was I was spooked. I was mm-hmm. spooked. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I mean, ain't... some scary shit, man. Yeah, was spooked, Gunplay you know I mean? and bullets yeah, flying yeah, yeah, and people yeah, yeah, dying. Yeah, Sunnydale had BDP, Beat Down Productions. That's when Sunnydale, I think, of the Towers and all of them was together. Like, it was one, that was Sunnydale. So, them two 20-story buildings on top of them just, it was, you ain't making it out of there. Right. A grape Ape, big shout out to Grape Ape. You feel what I'm saying? Grape Ape was dangerous, too. You feel what I'm saying? I think they had shot Grape Ape before that, what I really heard. That they uh, chased Grape Ape and them down and shot Grape Ape. He lost his eye. This is all shit I heard from them. Mm-hmm. He great, you know, them niggas is legends. Right. They still is legends to me. You know, legendary pioneer niggas out the city. So, you know, that shit, that, that was bad. That was like 86, 87. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. On the song Northern California, you, 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 you in your lyrics describe being at Ocean View Park and yeah. seeing Coognut spit a rap. Right. Was that the first rapper you saw in Frisco? Exactly, yep. I'm writing a book about that right now. Okay. The book is called uh, Northern California. Dope. With Charles Joliet. Mm-hmm. He wrote uh, Black Sea Writers' book. So I'm writing a book called Northern California about this song and how it started. Like, two short 85, girl, this your life, smoking on that glass pipe. Had me paying attention, my cousin losing weight fast, like... You know, the park was cooking in Lakeview. Grandma stayed across the street, playing hoop in the gym when I heard the cougar speak. And that's what that was. But yeah. Really, Coognut had came to my grandmother's house uh, right across the street from the gym, and that's when I seen that, the I'm Rolling record, mm-hmm. the yellow label, him and C. Fresh, Carrie. And um, that's the first time I seen a rapper. And I was I was like, Coognut let me know I could do it. You know what I mean? And we played Scandalous, uh, Summer 89, 
When I came out, my auntie Gil, God bless her soul, uh, she had some big speakers downstairs uh, across the street from the park. And for the July, we we played Scandalous a hundred times. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker still is riches. Definitely. I mean, I mean, it still moves. Yeah. Cool nut, I know, gas. <laughs> it's oh. gas. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a trip, like, when you're into hip-hop, right, but then you see what's coming up out of your own backyard. Yeah. That's inspiring to see, that like, oh. That nigga was hard. He wasn't, right. they wasn't weak. They wasn't right. Weak. Him or QMC was, they both was vicious rappers, like, because I really liked Big Daddy Kane. I was into that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like simple rap. I didn't like simple rap. You know, big respect to the Godfather too short. But um, I didn't like, I really didn't, I liked the East Coast rap. I like, Kane was a nigga. Well, Kane. your style, that's in your style. Your style is lyrical. Yeah. There's wordplay. There's delivery. Yes, yes, I'm into that. Complex subject matters, exactly. storytelling. Real riddles. Yeah. Like, you know, your rhyme is a riddle. You know what I mean? Shit, you got to listen. Uh, what's that? What they call it double entendres mm-hmm. and all that old shit. Mm-hmm. I try to do that. You feel what I'm saying? I try to go over your head. So what what really made you want to start rapping and and how were you so advanced at such a young age? Uh, you're like well, kind of like you said earlier, kind of like growing up fast. But I didn't grow up fast. I just when I was in the fifth grade, I hung with ninth graders. Okay. I was always big. You know, I hung with Sean Tunson and Darnay Duckett and Ray Sean and uh, Ramsell and Naville. You dig know what I'm saying? I just because I didn't have no big brother, so Sean was like my big brother, and we would, we would go to the Boy Scouts right to get free free dinner on Tuesdays. So I always hung with them. I was getting laced by them. They had a group and they left me out of it when I was young. So I said I'm gonna get them niggas back, <laughs> right? Sean had a group. They left me out, but uh, hanging with them, really hanging with them, like being in the fifth grade, being with John Ross. Everybody I hung with was older than me. So uh, through John Ross. It's how I met Equipto. Mm-hmm. And Quipto, the first person to show me how to write a, really write a rap. Mm-hmm. He arranged my first rap for me. Like, I wrote a rap and he arranged it when I was like 11 years old. Yeah, you guys had a group, the X Legion, the right? X Legion, yeah, yeah. I was in the X Legion. Mm-hmm. Yep, X Legion. I got my name because of them mm-hmm. on Monterey Street in like 1990. Yeah, in 1990. Uh, it's a picture we got yeah, on a green, a green age jacket with my little Kwame fade I had. And uh, I wanted my name to be Killer B. <laughs> I ain't killed nothing. I was fly, nothing. Still haven't, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, White Mike, we was up there rapping to that uh, that James Brown. Big payback, freestyling. And then White Mike gave me my name, San Quinn, at TD House of Monterey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been San Quinn since 1990. Before I turned 13, I was 12. Yeah, so you were you were just on it early. Early, early, yeah. yep, early. Yeah. To get my name, it was all about getting my name known. Right. About, because, you know, Fonzo was my, like my best friend, my brother. He lived in 1458 Grove. Free Rally, man. Free Rally, free the rest of the guys. Free Rally. Uh, 1458 Grove, 1432 Grove. So he had his uncle, Uncle E, Dean, Uncle Bones, rest in peace, Uncle Jerry. And then he had Wendell, his big brother, who was like my big brother, but he wasn't, though. Because, you know, then the Neutrons lived around the corner, so they all had a bunch bunch of them and everybody's family and shit, and I didn't have nobody, so I'm like, I got to get my name known. And I know I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to kill nobody or be no big old dope dealer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would have tried, but uh, I was in the seventh grade, so I um, I played basketball with everybody, but, you know, it's just like I didn't have that family support. Yeah. But everybody couldn't rap then. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I had some raps in it, and I got popping on the Boys Club bus with Nate. We had went to play a game in PA, and then they had me rap. And uh, everybody, you know, Lil Ray was there, rest in peace. Uh, a bunch of us. And they heard me rapping. From there, I was starting to get my name known. 
I didn't have to worry about getting jumped. Right. That's what it was. It, yeah. That's what it really was yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, it really was about just having, so you know who I am. Just getting respect for yeah. your talents. And once I got known, I said, I'm going to help the underdogs. The people like me, ain't nobody going to get jumped if I can help mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm helping. When somebody bragging on somebody, I'm going to tell them, leave them alone. Like, you know what I mean? Because I would want somebody to do that for me. You know what I mean? So, so where, at what point did JT come in, in the picture for you? JT came in the picture after Davey DJM. Davey DJM was who put out my first record, him and Steve Collins and Gigolo G. Right. Davey DJM had a record called, uh, big shout out to David Middleton and Sunu Austin and Laura, their mother, who allowed me to learn how to rap at their house on 1478 Fulton Street. So that was, was that Buck 50 Records? No, that just was DJM's spot, like oh, RTP, okay. Okay. Rag Top Productions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, like, Fulton had Rag Top Productions, too. Yeah. It was a part of their crew. Right, right, so right. So it was, they had a record called Damn Denise. Because I was looking at the uh, credits on that first album, and mm-hmm. I saw, like, J-Mac was yeah, one of the producers. The I met all them later. Okay. DJM came first. So they were DJM. Uh, took me to Steve and Gigolo, and I recorded my album in Buck 50 Records, but David DJM and Sunu Austin is accredited to get me started. So they basically, how did they find you? Because I was Sunu's friend. Okay. Me and Sunu was, was peers. So me, Sunu, Mark D, Lil Ray, Fonzo, Clement, rest in peace, uh, Nudie, we all hung together. You know what I mean? We all, mm-hmm. Like we all just like, full, you go Fulton, Fulton, Grove, Hayes and Marcus lived on Hayes and I lived on Grove and they lived on Fulton Street. And we had a gang called the BGs, Broderick and Grove. Until what's the name of them came out there to beat us up, Trey Below, because they was YBG. <laughs> so that was our first one of our first little fights. And then everybody from down the way come up there to fight one person, 200 niggas. Mm-hmm. So we had, to, we had to back up off the BGs and just, you know, so that, that's, that's how we all knew each other. So they discovered you, got you in the lab, and put out your first tape at 15 years old? 15. I like when you said 13, it kind of takes some years Yeah, off my me. bad, my bad. Hey, sometimes I misspeak, but... Yeah, you do a good job of doing that, Thank bro. you, bro. And that's like in a Thank matter you, of man. seconds. Yeah, 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 right on, man. Yeah, you do a good so, job, I saw under 60 seconds. Everybody so. be waiting on that shit. I was waiting on mine. I'm like, I know I ain't gonna go. <laughs> I know I got one coming, you know? Right yeah. on, yeah, bro. Thank you, though, bro. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's good to have you here so people can hear it from your perspective. Yes, sir. I was 14. I wrote the album when I was 14. And they dropped it when I was 15. Right. Right, right, so right. I was like a little bow wow at the school, man. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, that was I had stickers and posters mm-hmm. and then like in the ninth, tenth grade. Yeah, I was happy. I was a happy little lark. Were you getting was the financial situation cool or was it just uh, some words? No, 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 not really. I mean they pressed up three thousand tapes. Yeah. And only was tapes then. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I still was I was selling rocks. So I was like, on an ounce, you know what I mean? Delano, my boy Delano really in front of me. And from that quarter, I turned that quarter to a half, half to a zip. So I was rotating that zip for five or six hundred dollars. You in that ninth, tenth grade, you rapping. Once I got my little rhinestone hat from Showtime, I, I thought everybody knew who I was. You know <laughs> so I mean? how did you get into that? Because you're rapping at the same time. You're doing you're doing some street shit as a young kid. Because the dope track is right in front of the house. Like, mm. So you know that's how at that time when you come out the house, you'd be like, you got some work. Yeah. You got some work. So you all the way from nine years old, you people asking, do you got some work? You got some work. Finally we worked ourselves up to get some work. Yeah. Big Ben. You figure you might as well. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And, and you know, when boss something, just you know, it's just all of us doing the same things. Like uh, like how they bit now, mm-hmm. it was selling crack. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You know, some of us, you know, 
went above and beyond. I really wasn't that. I didn't get past the zip at that time. I worked with birds a little bit later, middleman and some shit, but I didn't get past that zip. I really was rapping. And then once I got to JT, and JT was like, none of that shit. You can't do none of that shit and, and succeed. It was easy for me to stop. That's dope. Yeah, d and them probably had more of an addiction except to selling crack because they really was out there doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I played with it. You know, I went to jail when I was 12 years old. I got caught up. And I kind of like, it, it didn't slow me down, but it always kept me cautious and shit. You know? Yeah, that's a reality check. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so JT came into your life after the that first tape came out. Really? Well, he's on that Frisco tape. Niggas Ain't No Punks, right? Okay. That all happened at the same time. Okay, okay. Uh, they, they was a YBG crew. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm from up the way. They down the way YBG, JT, Steph and Demo. They got their own thing going. But then JT, I had a little, I had a little song with Ive Low, right? And they heard, like, everybody didn't have a studio. So JT was, he was eager to find out, I guess he was eager to find out who was recording and shit. So I seen him come up to singles one day because they knew that we was recording up there. So um, that's when I first seen him, you know what I mean? But later on, as working with Gigolo G and DJM, they had the Frisco Niggas Ain't No Punk song. And uh, really, uh, God bless his soul, Gigolo G. Yeah, rest in peace, Gigolo G. Yeah, without a doubt. Long live, G. He, uh, he snuck me on the back of that record. So I was at the end at first. And JT wasn't having that because I, I got too busy on there. JT had to put himself on. It's his, it was his record, though. So, you know, they moved me from... He kept me on there, the whole thing. He kept me on there. So JT is accredited to put me on for real. Yeah. That that first, you know, everybody's initial, uh, in, initial 16 bars. Yeah, like yeah, Foxy yeah. Brown's, I mean, uh, Nicki Minaj's was on a five-star chick. Uh, tell, ask Lil Wayne who the five-star bitch is. That was my little moment. You well, know yeah, you know, so you're on a song with Legends, Black Sea, RBL Posse. Come on, man! And they that was were, Colossus and yeah. Dinosaur was possible. They were they, they were they were heating up at that time. And it was burning up. Yeah, it was burning. We played that shit because it was a little film on HP thing going on, but we didn't give a fuck. That shit was slapping, and that, that Bama Weed still to this day is still a phenomenal record. Absolutely, they got the fuck down on I'm that whole record. I, one time I did the uh, backups with Black Sea when my cousin D Folks wasn't there because D Folks is my real cousin. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Mr. C, but. For, D folks be doing Mr. C parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I seen Black C and I worked I worked the backup. They couldn't believe it. I, I held him down. <laughs> I, not the backup, I did Mr. C parts. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. It was an honor. So so now you're so after getting on that song, basically did that kind of get JT's attention, like, oh, I gotta fuck with this kid. Uh with DJ Eminem was putting me out already. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh I, I really wanted to give it JT because his beats he was making his beat, Something for the Suckers, was on Don't Cross Me. And that was my biggest sounding song. Mm. And then we just, I started being around him. Like, I always wanted to hang down the way anyway. No no lie. When, you know, so he was allowing me to be around him. And at that time, um, it was a show that I did down there on Valencia. And O.C. Dre was trying not to let me rap. And J.T. got up there and punched that nigga in his eye. Damn. God bless O.C. Dre. So J.T. gave him a black eye. That motherfucker never left either. Yeah, I heard J.T. got hands. Yeah, J.T. got hands. I was I was worried when I thought we was gonna have to chuck him, but I was gonna just hold my ground. I know he did just fight, you feel me? But he ain't never I ain't never said he was no pussy or nothing like that. He ain't no pushover. I'm glad we cool now too. Well, so speaking of which, you were part of that group of Filmo cats that jumped Tupac and Richie Rich. Uh, I was watching it. You were watching yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I watched okay. a lot of shit. Like, like I was looking. I seen it. Yeah. I saw it all. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't throw a punch. But I definitely seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they said my discography, 
uh, I performed with Tupac when I was 12. And that's how I ended up telling the story. No, I didn't. I seen <laughs> Fillmore put hands and feet on on him, Richie Rich, and the girl. <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> some broke-ass niggas trying to get me for my gold tones. That's what he said on that song. Yeah, I that was Richie like Rich that. on, mm-hmm. it was, it, uh, Rich. it was the song called, uh, I never got gaffer like gaffer that. Gaffer like, yeah, Richie yeah. Richie Rich is really from D Street. Uh-huh. He really from Fillmore. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he from, he from Fulton Street, from Divisadero and Fulton. He really a D team nigga. Okay. Right, yeah, you know what I mean? He just, he was saying niggas down the way trying to get him for his gold <laughs> Right. Same old dilemma, right? But, uh, yeah, he really is. Yeah, I mean, Rich, me and Rich is tight. So, yeah, but at that now, time, you just seeing Tupac, you're not, like, now it's like, oh, shit, Tupac. But back then, he was just another rapper from the Bay, when, basically, God bless right? So, I mean, until he died, he was like that with me. He was competition. Mm-hmm. I'm an MC. Sure. So, I never was blew away by the nigga. My bitch would fuck him if she could behind my back. So, at that time, I was concerned with, like, I want to be better than <laughs> right, that. Right, right, right. Fuck about liking the nigga Tupac. You feel what I'm saying? Because he, ain't, he if he, if you ain't down with us, if you ain't helping me, I don't. Everybody at that time, I was dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah, that's how you got to be. Yeah. I was looking for a motherfucker to come across me mm-hmm. so I could tear their head off from the West Coast. So uh, that's why I, I really shocked the party kind of reaching out to him, like, put a 9-6 new name in your mouth. Not distant pipe, but like, I'm down with you if you want to get this East Coast, West Coast shit. Mm. I wanted them to hear us. I just trying to get us heard and respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Biggie was my, you know... Biggie's my competition, Pac, Jay-Z, all them. Because I was alive writing raps when they was. Yeah. So I never was blew away by him until when he passed away. I was like, damn, he had a, a strong body of work. Yeah, you see the impact after. Yeah, you know, yeah. I seen some shit he did wrong, too, but that comes from not being stable. Right. Like, you can't be from 10 neighborhoods. I'm from one neighborhood. I've been from one block my whole life. Right, right. We didn't lose a draw. There was a Daryl Fillmore shit. You know what I mean? And not no gangbang shit, but just really using my rapper pass to navigate through it. But when my team losing, when they down, I can't say, I ain't from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because OC nigga tell me, Quinn, you from there. You know what I mean? But you ain't in no shit, so you feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, all of those switching up and shit when it get, times get tough. Or I'm not saying that about Punk, it's just he wasn't stable. No, I got and you. With no stability, had him you know, lose his life like he did. Right. Right, yeah, right. I wish that wouldn't have happened, but you know what I mean. Of course. Mm-hmm. So being with JT, so like we're starting to see like the origins of the Get Low players, right? Like all four of y'all are on that song, and then you jump on West Coast Bad Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We jumped on Herm Lou. Jumped on Herm Lou before West Coast Bad Boys. Herm Lou's the first person to pay me for a verse. Say that, okay. Give me okay. 250 crispy dollars, man. Mm-hmm. I had a Mexican bankroll. I had a fat bankroll, baby. <laughs> right from uh, Herm Lou, yep. The, the GOP is doing shots. Right, right, uh, right, 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 yep. right. So, so all these bank. things are like kind of building your because, buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the GOP. No, we did the GOP before that. You did the GOP before Master P's album? Before the Herm Lou album, right? Before the Herm Lou album. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, the GOP. So us doing that, yeah, being, being in the GOP was big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like, Everybody that JT put together, plus us being the main part of the group, and JT took us everywhere with him. It, it was big, yeah. But so, to be a part of that. So, but you were on West Coast Bad Boys, and you're on uh, the High for Christmas yeah, Master compilation. Yeah, tried to come get me. Right. When JT went to jail for a weekend, I was a hot commodity. Mm. So Pete tried to come sign me when I was young. JT went to jail for a weekend. That nigga must have got the word because he was at my mama gate. So I went to Richmond with him. That's after we got jumped in Richmond, too. So I was eager to learn about Richmond because we got... The first show I go to, I hear about Filmo doing damage the whole time. Plus, I seen it at the store and I seen a little right. glimpse, glimpse of brilliance, right? Not saying violence is brilliance, but seeing us do a Filmo thing. So we went to Richmond and, and it was something totally different. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was I was watching that too. too. I was too little to get in it. Cause you know what I mean? I just I didn't know I didn't know the engine. I was already got stumped. But he tried so he tried to get you up under no limit. He tried to get me up under him, yep. He, he took a liking to me. Uh we kicked it that day. Then he came back and got me for high for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Silk the Shocker really came and picked me up. And then um then you know, I told him nobody I couldn't get down. Then again he tried to sign me after me and JT after we went our separate ways and I discovered Messi Mar. And I did explosive mode. And I took Marv down there with me to Los Angeles uh, when Steady Mobbing was buying the SSs. I just was telling the story. And people was like, you gonna sign with me? And I said, man, I gotta keep it real with my guys. Like, I'm, I'm fucking with the, you know, fucking with the, you know, presidential. He was like, watch, a nigga problems gonna become your problems. And, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it did, but then we still did explosive mode and y'all wouldn't run shit back the way y'all wouldn't trade it. You know what I mean? But the first time you were basically like, no, nah, I got this thing going on with JT. No, I said no three times. No. Yeah, really yeah. Over JT overall because we all knew each other. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, and he could have hollered at JT about it. Like, he was trying, trying to get me the back door, bruh. And I, I just never did that. Right. Gang tried to do it too. Gang tried to get me to come to LA and have Fat Rat placed there. And, um, Fat Rat, to me, he was out of character. You know what I mean? I, I got respect for Fat Rat, but I knew Fat Rat from carrying the briefcase, wearing the leather jacket. He sold some dope, but he was down there with tattoo, uh, ta- you know, uh, the, the eye drop tattoo type shit, and the shirt off with them bloods. And then uh, I was there when Young Buck did the, well, allegedly did the stabbing with the fort. Mm-hmm. He was there. Me, Fonz, Wynn, Prill, all of us. Uh, Gita and them from up there in sack. We about 30 deep, 20 deep. And um, he, he said, Quinn, I want you to sign with me. Gang said that. I said, no, nah, I'm just down here to check you out, bro. You know what I mean? I didn't want to cause no envy either. Because I do AR, much in peace AR. I said, man, I don't want, he's, he wanted me to do his backups. Niggas say, what you scared of? You scared? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to step on none of these niggas' toes, man. This niggas down here been waiting on this spot longer than me. I'm not good with envy. I, you know, if I know it's going to create envy, I just put myself in their shoes and say, Nah, I'm, I don't want to do that. Do you, do you, looking back on those decisions, like turning those types of deals down, do you feel like you made the right choice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep, I do. I, I, only thing I think, wish I would have did with presidential and no limit is I wish I, we should have just merged. We should have got with Master P, merged that album, put out an explosive mode through no limit, and we would have been off to the races. That would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Marv would have had to hop a high fence to get away from us then. Yeah. The fence we had, you know, really 20 foot, uh-huh. 20 foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll get, to, we'll, get, we'll get into that a little more later. I want to stick with this this yeah, early no, 90s no, 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 timeline. No, no, I'm trying to get my comedy thing going too. No, you good, you good. So all these things are happening, right? So your first tape, the SFC, West Coast Bad Boys, the Get Low Players album, Herm's compilation, and then you drop Live and Direct. And you're still in high school. Yep, still was in high school. So 11, 11th grade. So you stuck with JT. JT did right by you, produced his album for you. Yep, he came to my mother and said he, he was going to look out for me when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've been up under him ever since then. Like, you feel what I'm saying? How how did you deal with, like, having, starting to have fame, like, while you're still in high school? Uh, I, I, I remember I said, I said I just wanted it so I could be peaceful. Right? So it wasn't no, if you went to school with me, people know I wasn't chaotic. I didn't start no bunch of shit. You know what I mean? I didn't start no shit. I finished shit. You feel what I'm saying? But I really was cool. I kind of had a cool climate. That's I, I, that's how I dealt with it. That's good. I dealt with it. I've yeah. always been humble. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I've always been humble because there's always more to do. I look like people here is my family. Yeah, I need to get fans all over the world, but Frisco is, is family. Like, you feel me? Yeah. So you're getting love. 
Yeah, 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 a lot of love. That's yeah. what's up, bro. Yeah, but I dealt with it right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you could ask anybody I grew up with. They'd be like, he was a cool nigga at school, cool guy. Yeah. I never, I hate fronting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like when people front on people. I don't, mm-hmm. I teach my kids that. That's that's like a principle I got. Like, don't front on your brother. Don't front on your sister. Don't front on each other, especially not in front of no group of people because that's the shit that I didn't like. That goes a long way as a rapper just having a reputation of like, oh, yeah, I met him. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. hella cool. Yeah, yeah. You hear that about me, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I shit, I say that about yeah, you. Yeah, People yeah, ask me, yeah, what's yeah. Quinn like? Oh man, yeah, fucking yeah, love yeah. Quinn, bro. Not caught out of character. I just, you know, you never know who you gonna need either in life, yeah, right? Yeah. You might be on the side of the freeway with four flat tires and you treat a motherfucker like an asshole. Oh, you didn't fucking take a picture with me that one time, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a feel, feeling the cars go by you. <laughs> 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 body shaking and shit. Yeah. Yo, so that, that, I always keep that in mind too. Doing to others as you want others to do unto you. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So, Catholic school. Right, right, right. So what was your first time meeting Mac Dre, and how did you end up jumping on the, the rompilation? Mm. Meeting Mac Dre, that's, that's, I feel like, like I met a star, like, you know what I mean? Because I'm usually not overwhelmed with people, but me and Fonz used to ride around playing Mac Dre, selling rocks, and riding through Hunters Point, getting chased by Damon and from Kirkwood all the time. You feel me? Staying on my toes, all that <laughs> shit. Before I was rapping, like mm-hmm. so, it was, it was uh, in the end how he went down. It, it was mafia how he went down, and he came back out. So yeah, that was pretty he, crazy, right? He had a, yeah, Marv got to meet him before I did, mm-hmm. and I was mad because Marv. That's when he had his perm, and I guess it was, it was a little event that I had my helmet tucked. I didn't go to, and Marv had a picture with him, so I was hot. I was like, oh, you got to meet the Dre nigga. I'm like, okay. Then we, we ended up hooking up. Through gold toes in them, really through gold okay. toes. Through the money that gold toes spent, it's how I met Mac Dre. Okay, doing seventeen okay. reasons. Seventeen reasons. Uh, okay, and from seventeen reasons, you end up on the wrong relation. Because Coolio, super cool, still my guy to this day. Coolio embraces like Dre rap, but Coolio was like the one man band. He did the music, keep his gang bang rag with him, get down, rap, cool nigga. You know, Libra, cool Libra nigga, man. Coolio, so he he made sure we got on there. Dre knew about all of us too. Dre was a selfless dude. Like he, if he met you one time and he felt you, he'd say your name again, look you in your eyes. You know, kind of like how I, you know, him and Jack was both they, they were personable people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So they people not not assholes. You right. Mm-hmm. Um, the hustle continues. Probably your biggest album of the '90s. Would you agree? Yeah. Yep, it was. It was. Yeah, that that sold like sixty thousand. And it came out through priority. It came out through priority. Yep. It's just that we didn't um we didn't give up no incentive to be a part of the priority deal like Master P did. So JT got a certain amount of bread, and Master P got like seven hundred fifty. JT might have got like three fifty, something like that. And then um so we didn't give them no incentive to be tied into the record. So uh, just a story. Hustle Continues came out, and Silk the Shocker came out at the same time. And Dave Weiner called me like, Quinn, Silk the Shocker is fucking smoking you this week. I said, get me in the booth with him, I'm flaming. <laughs> and then Dave said, man, it's not the battle rap, man. You got to promote, promote, market your record. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it didn't happen like that. We didn't promote, market it. And I ain't mad at it. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's history. JT put me on with priority. I was on priority same time as Jay-Z mm-hmm. with, uh, with Reasonable Doubt. And, and Silk the Shocker smoked me. But, you know what I mean? Uh, same time as him. But only thing that's different about us is that we ain't came all the way up yet. Yeah. They tasted their fame already. Like, yeah. we we ain't, we haven't, uh, we ain't peaked out. So it was a major label record, but you're still underground. Still underground, yeah. yeah I'm still underground because we didn't put enough promotion to market money behind it. Well, you had your first music video. Yeah, I paid for that too. 
JT uh-huh. gave me like 20 bands and he told me to pay for my video. He was just making me a man. He might have kicked something in, but I know I paid five So bands. basically that was out of your budget yep, that he gave budget. you through Get Low to yep. do the album. Yeah. And you shot it in, in OC, right? Yep, in OC. Mm-hmm. Yep, I caught flack for that. Because, you know, I'm from the Viz. OC is our protection for our filming, but of course they was bullies the whole time. I could go up in there at that time. And they, they ran over a lot of niggas, you know what I mean? Uh, but I, them projects still represented who we was. Yeah. Whether, you know, good or whatever the, the personal feeling was, when it come together, like, you know, it's Filmo, them OC projects was, just the look was menacing. So I'm like, I got to get them jets on camera before they tear them down. Yeah. So on my way down, I put Swella, my nigga, no, no love, I love you. He say, man, you need to go down there, nigga, with them niggas, nigga. You know what time it is, nigga? I'm like... I know what time it is, Swiller, but I'm like, bro, this is bigger than just us, bro. I could bring the cameras back up here. We own our houses and shit. You know, we own our houses. And I say, but I'll be back up here with the cameras. Just let me go do this. Then I went to KO. And Rob Jeep was like, nigga, I just got into with Scotty last night. Nigga, go to Coke Plate. Nigga, I ain't going down here. So I'm trying to get niggas to go. It's hella different story reasons why niggas ain't going, but we went down there. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and OC embraces and it was a big thing, you know. And a lot of people got to see them jets because of the Queen. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so big shout out to Racklin and you dig what I'm saying and, and everybody from the projects. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, on that album, you shouted out Ruck and Rock. Did, the boys. Did you have a relationship with Sean Price and, Sean Price and Helter Skelter? Sean Price was my guy. Sean Price used to be getting low. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, them doing the get low. We used to both on priority together. Okay. Yeah, so when I went down there, we automatically linked in, me and Sean Price, and just... He felt kicking, you, like, lyrically and, and all that? He was kicking freestyles for mm. hours. Like, you know what I mean? I'd be with them niggas for, you know, for days down there fucking around with uh, with Sean Price, really. But Ruck and Rock, though. You dig mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they fucked with us. It was that... I hate that. I hate that did never come to fruition that I didn't get to get with Sean before he passed away. That would have been a cold, cold collaboration right there. Cold, and he was, he was an open-minded dude. They was good dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Then they ended up rocking with Pop. That that's that was yeah main. boot camp click yeah because they was out because they was in L A they mm. was moving around I think they from Brownsville huh yeah yeah that's kind of like a rougher part yeah so they was kind of like smashing on Biggie like you little punk nigga they had, yeah they had a little funk with Biggie they I had believe funk with yeah Biggie over that mm-hmm. yeah, East Coast kind of wasn't feeling them mm-hmm. they, they they I commend them for that you dig what I'm saying they put their helmet on display during the tough time but Pac was you know Tupac was saying it was real niggas against fake niggas because the East Coast had a vendetta against us. He, he heard what he heard in jail and shit. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right. You know? Yeah, so that album, I mean, you're getting out there like as we're going through this story, like it seems like it's all step step by step. But mm-hmm. you kind of just touched on this a little bit. Like, <clears throat> did was it kind of difficult separating yourself from street politics in the city while you're like trying to do your rap shit? Uh, no, it, it wasn't because... Um, I just stayed with JT because we went to the mosque and so people looked at us like Muslims, which we are. You know, we believe in God in Jesus' name, Allah, right? But um, I stayed rapping. I didn't never get in and I'll fight you. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't into nothing. You just stayed in your lane. I just stayed in my lane. Mm-hmm. Once I had a little queen, uh, that, that saved my life, having a child. How old were you when you had your first son? I was 19. So right when that Hustle Continue album was dropped, basically, yep. around yep, that yep, time. I met Cheryl T and she put me in a full court headlock. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come here, little nigga. But you know, one time I went outside because really I got into something and uh, I, I came by. Whoo, I ran out the door. She said, nigga, what's wrong with you running out there for that nigga like that? I'm like, this how we is. She's like, what is you, a punk? She called me the other word, though. And she, she said some derogatory type shit to make you be like, question yourself like that, man. 
No, nah, but it was just camaraderie. And, uh, you know, she, she, I ran out there and she was like, but you got a son to take care of. And I always remember that. And it stuck with me. Mm. You know what I mean? So fa family uh, definitely saved my life. Having a family, being up under the titty, and then also being submissive to Allah. You know what I mean? Praying every day. And then wanting to not have, you, you don't want it. You don't want to have ops. Because no. you can't go nowhere and yeah. do shit. Yeah. Nigga be waiting in the bushes for you. You feel yeah. me? It ain't hard to take a bullet 0.5 seconds and leave a head of a gun. Yeah. It hit you in your face. I think and the that's... The 9-millimeter minute is all the same size, so... That's a big difference right now. Like, I know it's between a lot of the new rappers in Frisco and, and the older generations. Like, the older generation was wiggling. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the new school rappers is they like... They can't do it. They can't even perform it's in the sad. city. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It should be... It should be... Um, now, Tupac did have some rules that I agree with that you shouldn't use our event as a platform for violence. Yeah. Now, you know, that happened to me in Nicotina before. Uh, you know, motherfucker coming to our squib and killing somebody there. That's the worst thing that could happen. That was at the Justice League, you know, right? You know, I'm telling y'all right now. No more killing people at the rap shows. You got six days out of the week to follow and find a nigga. Don't wait till we gather everybody peacefully in the name of hip-hop and knock somebody off because it give hip-hop a bad name. But that, that was at the... Um, Justice League. On the visit there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 The Justice League. Yeah, we lost a good friend, Jonathan. Uh, you just in with some old niggas from Filmo that did it. Uh... Everybody had a gun in there, so he had a gun too. It's just he came in the wrong place. It's just he was outnumbered. Yeah, crazy. You know, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. To, you know, yeah, rest in peace. Okay, so I was gonna ask you before the break. Um, what was when, when did you first meet Messi Marv? Messi Marv. That's a true story. I told G Man. They people thought I was playing. I met him at a picnic. I mean, at the same um, get together the two short hat in Fairfield where they were shooting at each other. I guess that was two short them shooting at two short pilots shooting at each other. It was a gathering at that park. What's a big park in Fairfield? Right when you get off uh, where Nations is. Yeah, it's, it's only one big park. Uh, Secret you said you said a um, office across the street from there. Okay. Um, it's a main street. No face phantom. No park. I'm talking about because his stuff is there now. Uh, I'm in line, and then and a dude, a little short dude with, with a little little afro. I mean, he looked like he, he he looked like he had on a turtleneck, but it, maybe it just you know what I mean. It just for some reason, I see a turtleneck when I see him. Not not, not no joke. He like you saying Quinn. You yeah, I know you my cousin Big Mo and Big Mo and Dika Steuben, and I went to St. Dominic's with Big Mo and Dika, and you know um I, he he was cool. You know what I mean? He was cool. And um, he ended up being in film all the time. I guess after he graduated from high school or something, and he had a perm and. His name was going around, and you know, Trev G. Because he's originally from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. He from Filmo? He's he from Pittsburgh. He's like know? adopted by Filmo. He's basically. like a weekend warrior. Like I was in Lakeview. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I understood the concept of, you know what I mean? He wasn't. Um, and he got family out there, too. Yeah, he wouldn't have never switched up on Filmo like that, how he did with the fake blood shit, if he was from Fillmore. Because we don't do that. That's just no, no, no way you could do that. And if you really was. Down to the court from there, you want to do that. So he, yeah, he was from Pittsburgh slash Fillmore when he wanted to when it was fashionable. So uh, at that time, he was pushing his Fillmore line. He had the yearn, 
His urine was long. Dad gave a party and said Brandy was coming. You remember that party, Dio? The nigga said Brandy was gonna be there. <laughs> they, they put special invited guests. This is the first time I seen a motherfucker work that flex. Trev G most likely thought of that shit. Trev was, Trev was innovative. Explosive Mode album really was Trev G's album. Putting y'all together. No, no, it was oh. his album. Herm had paid for Trey G to have him beats because Trey G is a hell of an MC. So this, for those who don't know, this is Herm. This is not Herm Lewis. This is Marzette Parker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is Herm free, from free Herm, man. Presidential, Presidential Records. Yeah. He put us together, put us in Corvettes and, and Lamborghinis and, you know what I'm saying, hundreds of thousands of dollars and, you know, in and out of town, busting plays. Uh, where we could rap about it. We only did this shit so we could rap about it. You know, I'm picking up 100000 from the airport. Left us with 100000 for hella days. Forgot he left it with us. He had that kind of money. Good dude, though. Good dude. Can't wait for him to come home. Uh, he put it together. So it was Trev G's music. He had Tom Capone, Mike Mosley, DJ Durrell, Herman, spent money on all these beats. So um, I heard about it when, when I made the move. And God would do it. I heard about the, the beats and shit. And Trev was, uh, Trev wanted to sell weed out in Louisiana. He was getting his money with LeBron, with light skinned LeBron. Not, 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 uh, not Ronsky, but the other LeBron that was from Louisiana that passed away. But he used to be in film home. So Trev decided to go do that. And me and Mark took advantage of them beats and shit. Yep. So uh, that's when I first met him at the picnic in Fairfield to answer your okay. question. Okay. And then from there, Pretty much, y'all jump into. No, he they had that movement going. I, I'm like, you know, they had that movement going. Oh, so he was putting out uh, what's a messy situation? Yeah, with Herc and Shaka from Page Street. Page Street was behind Mr. the whole time. The, the capital, that, that's where the capital came from. And you know, he was from KO, so he had the had the Rex and uh, Rob G's, and he had the O's behind him and Trev G and Big Mo, and they had a movement. They used to be doing a mingle, and nobody from up there where I was from rap with me. They just sold dope and and did shit. All them niggas was rapping, so it was Way Low, Trav G. Uh, you know, they all was my peers and working together. So they uh, they had a movement, kind of like what you would call a movement. So um, when I got to working with dude, he just wanted to sign me. Herm and them, they didn't they didn't know about him. They knew about me only because of my rap. Mm -hmm. So they 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 never heard about him because he just popped up. You feel what I'm saying? But I had heard his music and, and liked what he was doing. So I told Herm, I was like, man, we should get the dude Messi Moore from KO. He said, who? I said, Messi Moore. He said, who is that? And then, then, then Chopper Chopper told him who he was and said, yeah, mess hard. And then, then, then it was history. Then he moved into my mother's house. You know what I mean? Because he didn't have nowhere to stay. Marv had a real tough uh, family life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why he go through the shit he do, though. I love him, though. Yeah, y'all got close. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. We mm -hmm. lived with each other. He, he lived in Mom's house. But I was out the way, too, at the same time. Living in um, Pacifica with Lil Quinn's mom, you know, I'm tucked. So he's staying at my mother's house. I had a, a, a triplex. He stayed downstairs by himself. He didn't ever have to move. He left. Mm. Yeah. Were you like, so since it came together like that, were you, were you kind of surprised at the success that that album had? Nah, um, I, I was, I was, I was happy. Yeah. I, I, if, if, you get, if you get that, like, I wasn't surprised. I've been, you know, I'm still waiting to sell two, three million records. I, I believe I was born for that. You know, Grammy Awards, Oscars, you name it. I, I mean, I'm, I done thought about it, right? But the, the, the uh, response that we got from the album, I was happy that we got the response we got because we were we ex uh, accepted in the East Bay. Kind of like it'd been hard for Frisco to get accepted in the East Bay. And around the same time I did the uh, Notorious Pins Players and Hustlers, they paid for that video, niggas from Brookfield. It was a it was a compilation with all Oakland niggas, 
me and Kugna was the only Frisco niggas, and my record ended up being the best one. Mm. So my boy Vine Wilson from Oakland, you know, paid for the video, and we had the Versace shirts on and shit. And uh, so that was kind of like the start of us getting some love in Oakland. Then we dropped that shit, uh, the explosive mode, and being that we had the beach from Tom Capone and, and, you know, the East Bay type sound, it was accepted. Yeah. Yeah, but Marv was from Oakland. He grew up in Oakland, too. So Marv, you know, him kind of like a baby Tupac. Kind of like... He, yeah, just he, bounced around a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bounced around a lot. And a lot of, uh, you know, only one allegiance count because everything he said was believable because of the film on niggas that came before us, like Chucky Barnes and, and Tremaine Brown and Jay Stone and, and you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary Gnu, you know what I'm saying? And Rob G and Silas and Jerry Robinson, home record. Everything he said was believable because of what them dudes put down. He was soaking up, soaking up game because, from all yeah, that. He ain't through a rock through a broken window. You know what I mean? And that's, then, you know, to all the Marvs, y'all ain't got to get mad at me for telling the truth. Uh, I haven't either. You dig what I'm saying? But, uh, so, you rappers just rap. A lot of us are amused. Sometimes, I guess nowadays, these kids really be killing each other and shit like that, but that's stupid. Growing up, a rapper just was a reporter of all the shit that was going on, so. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, rap is, like, the only art form that gets that kind of criticism. Like, if Al Pacino goes and plays Scarface, people don't expect him to actually be selling cocaine and shooting people with M16s and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get that shit mixed up. I tell them all the time it's entertainment. But, you know, I mean, I did. I mean, I did everything, I, you know. You know what I mean? I had a bitch down for 44 days and 45 nights. I mean, 45 <laughs> days and 44 nights. Now, my, I, I owed the bitch money when we got through it. <laughs> I had it down, though. You know what I mean? I, I tried it. That's when that was cool, when people in Pandering, before it became sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When, um, actually, AP9 gave me the bitch. You know what I mean? The bitch Diamond, you know, she talked on American Gangster. She's a cutthroat bitch, too, man. Cold bitch from out of Kansas City. <laughs> she cool, though. Bitch, shout out to Diamond, Priceless Diamonds. Uh, she she got out for a nigga. But, uh, you know, I was a 50% pimp, man. I got caught by Cheryl T and told on myself, man. <laughs> yeah, I told on myself, before Facebook anything, I just, I spilled the beans. The bitch is driving up and down my street, leaning on the horn, going, I'm going to ride down on you, San Quinn. Oh, shit. And I just, I, I told on myself, Mom said, nigga, don't you never tell on yourself, nigga. You know, I got on my head. Yeah, Cheryl T wrote me about that until... I did the other shit I did, but you don't mind me. No, we, we talked about this a little bit before briefly, but uh, Go To 17 Reasons, you are one of the executive, you presented that album? You are one of the executive mm-hmm. producers? Yeah, yeah. I'm an executive thought, uh, executive producer thought of it, along with Charles Kelly. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the dude who had the blue shoes on at the bottom, because uh, he, he introduced us to uh, Go Toes. Go Toes was going to open a taqueria. When I met him, you know, he had a pompadour, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hairspray and shit. Like, you know, like he's supposed to, a real Latino dude, but he was he was a, a homeboy, him and Woody and him, and uh, Sean G. And uh, they turned me on to that world. They, t- they taught me a lot. You know what I mean? I learned a lot from them. And them spending their money, introduces to Mac Dre. He put me on songs with Be Legit. We did all kind of shit that we never did. And he turned me on to the Latino fan base that supported me so well to this day. We shout out to all my Latino fans yeah. that support us and all my Northanios and Serenios and Black Flags. Anybody Latino, y'all brown people. And you know what I mean? I'm not with the separation and any support of our music. We appreciate it. Well, that was like, that's probably the biggest compilation to ever come out of the Bay. I think so. Yeah. I think that motherfucker Gold Toes made a fucking million dollars or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic album. Yeah, he gave me... He gave me I, I, some shit happened, right? And I ended up selling out of court for like 25000 
not out of court, just they gave me, I'm like, they said, how much you want? I was a young nigga. I'm like, I want 25000 <laughs> They went, oh, that's going to be steep. <laughs> you know what I mean? They laughing the shit at me, right? You know? But I, I got that 25 and slid. Because some shit had happened in the game. But mm-hmm. it's, it's all it's all like, it's all, it'll be out in Goto's movie. It's going to come out in Goto's movie. And I can't do nothing about it, man. I can't stop the truth from happening. So you shouldn't have did it, motherfucker, if you didn't want it to come out in the movie. I know I'm going right with Somebody know what I'm talking about. You just mentioned Woody, too. You ever mm-hmm. meet him? Woody, uh, mm-hmm. no, not, see, it was different Woody. Woody was the one that was with Gold Toast. Oh, different Woody. Yeah, had not, the, not the rapper Woody. Yeah, you mm-hmm. want to meet Woody in the dark alley. Mm-hmm. No, nah, he he really was a gangster uh, that was with Gold Toast. And they got the money from their mother or some shit like that. But they he they, they was all a part of the enforcer crew. You know, Woody, Sean G, and Gold Toast. Well, yeah, they, they put down a hell of a movement, man. Gotos kept going, even, yeah. even with Marv. Because Marv only sold 1,500 CDs, so he got with me. So I look at it like... I put more of him in the game. I put him on. You know what I mean? Now, what he did, what he did, you don't never, you know, burn the hand, light the hand and feed you. You know what I'm saying? Just like JT put me on. When we was going at it, I knew not to say too much about JT because no matter what, that man helped me. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a big brother like a motherfucker too, though. You feel me? Uh, I got respect for my guy, though, right? So with Marv, um, he just was a little different. Like, he wanted to be, like, in competition with, with me. Where I looked like, I thought we was in competition with T.I. and Jeezy. Yeah. He's shooting at my ankles. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know why, though. You know, he he got his own flavor, and people love his music. He got good music. He do it his way, I do it my way. It's all female shit. It's, I, it, I mean, it's a trip because uh, I think no matter what happens, people are going to always associate y'all with each other. Yeah. And I think no matter what went on behind the scenes, like, the music y'all make is timeless. So every time we get together, yeah. you already supposed to move forward. You already yeah. mm-hmm. That's the best shit he did when he came back. Better than Child Time, if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, that's just me though. That I'm was um, the one that Insane produced, right? Insane produced yeah. the whole album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, what do you call it still now? Cannabis Chris. Cannabis Chris. Yeah, right. Man. <laughs> that's yeah. insane from it's Game and Flick. I love you, Warren. I had to get you. I had to get you. Um, you you hold the Guinness records for Guinness the most records. features recorded. Yeah. You know what? You could get in the Guinness Book of World Records for being a fuck up mm. too. So it don't like like when the world record is it don't have, it don't attach no money to me, right? No financial, but it's just more of a status thing. It came about because Charles Kelly used to be my manager. He was trying to tease me about getting on some fe- hella features. I was getting on the features, and I wasn't giving him his his manager fee. I was getting my money, right? So he said, "Man, you own too many albums." I'm like, man, I ain't on that many albums. I bet you could make a good world record. I'm like, what? I bet you I can't. And he got in contact with Billy Jam and Sean never had a world record. God damn. Yeah, but I was on the most records for somebody under the age of 21. Okay. Records in the store with a barcode. Damn. So this before mixtapes or anything. This is this was this was damn near 20 years ago. I was on like uh, 200, like 150 records. That's a lot for back then. Yeah, well, I mean it's a lot for now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, but yeah. back then, everybody who was doing something was putting me on it. I was, I was eating off of it. I uh, think that was a good look for you in the end because you ended up on so many projects. 3,000 records, I got. That's a lot, bro. 3,000 records. Yeah. Outside, you know what I mean? 3,000 records. I, wanna, um, I don't know, on the podcast, could you play, could you just play your music the whole time? I want to do that on the Hustle Team. <laughs> just play my music for one whole day. Like, <laughs> they should do that. Oh, should. Count, like, you know, count down to 3,000. And just, like, when we not on there, let the music be on there. I don't know. I'm just that would be kind of tight if you did a live stream where you played all your 
versus see, see how long you can go and then go. do your commentary about the story behind each of them. Can I stay up all night? Niggas was on yeah. podcast for 72 hours straight. I think you could pull that off, he man. hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an idea, you know? Um, 457 is the code. Is, mm-hmm. What does that mean, bro? GOP is the code. Ah, GOP. I should have known that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's been the days when we used to use pages. That's GOP backwards. GOP on your phone. Right? Mm-hmm. You these numbers, it's just, uh, letters up under the phone, so uh, uh, code not Oh, okay, okay, I so see, like, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pages, yeah. the code was 457. Gotcha. GOP. Uh, okay. Like, 143 is I love you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what, it, that's what that is. And that was the last album you dropped on Get Low Records? Is it the last time I dropped on Gila Records? Yep, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, that's what it looked like when I was going through. You took that yeah, yeah, I was yeah. doing my research today. Yeah, yeah. I did that the same time as Mighty Quinn. Yeah. I actually liked that better than the Mighty Quinn because I didn't have no creative control over Mighty Quinn. Even though Champelli and them did a good job, I just didn't, you know. When Champelli was here, he was mentioning he was trying to go for a more mainstream kind of he sound. Was, he was. And, and it, it sounded, motherfuckers still sound good to yeah, this day, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, we was we didn't have that promotion and marketing behind right. us like that. But Champelli was a hell of an executive. Yeah, great mind, dude. Is fucking a genius. Yeah, for sure. I love dude. You feel me? But did your relationship change with JT around this time too? Yeah, we went through our ups and downs. Like you know, we went through our ups and downs. My love never changed for him at all. Never. Uh, it never wavered. You dig what I'm saying? How he felt is how how he felt. But I, I don't know. When he was mad at me, I was like, what the fuck is he tripping over? You know what I mean? The whole time I love dude, like, you feel me? It just kind of seems like you're going, you're coming in the 90s, right? Starting with Don't Cross Me, then you go into, like, you know, The Hustle Continues, all these other albums. And it seemed like around this time, like the year 2000, you're making a transition into your career. So that's why I ask, like... If, yeah, 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 to me being my own man. Yeah. But the whole time, the done deal, anything I do is get low. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm get low, it ain't, that's, it ain't never that's your legacy, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just another name. And people, you know, people do that nowadays, even when, when something new, they want to... They your boy, like when I was with my cousin, your boy. Your boy... You, you know, he's still me. Like, right, so, right. y'all want to hear the new young nigga, your boy? Okay. But we coming right behind him. So, you feel what I'm saying? It's just so long as you know that it's attached. Even, like, Stunner Man, all them little niggas, Showbanger, Lil Pete, Lil mm-hmm. Ye, you come out, you from Filmo, that's me. Right, 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 you know, right. I'm taking that credit. I'm not going to take your money or nothing like that, but this shit don't work without the San Quinn That's the foundation. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Without a doubt. Okay, I want to ask you about another cat that you've been affiliated with, uh, Ayo Frieyo, Andre Nicotina. How did you first meet Nicotina? Uh, rapping, you know, in the neighborhood. That nigga Nicotina, a real film on nigga, walking around by himself with that long black leather coat on. Talking about the Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That nigga walking around by himself to the neck, always by himself. Uh, just always been a, a rap cat. That's what he say, rap cat. I'm a rap cat. So to, to his liking, to be a liking, uh, when, I, when I first did a show, just being around JT and all of us being together from the same neighborhood, that's when I met Nicotina, probably about 91. Well, Ayo Fieo is like one of your biggest songs. It's a hell of a song. It's a crazy song, man. Um, how, how did that song come together? When I was in my addiction, I had a Coke plate and then the beat. I was writing... <laughs> And writing, so I was snorting writing. I did it like in 20 minutes. I just, I know how to tell a story. Can you know I be I mean? honest with you, bro? A lot of your songs, I can kind of, t- I can tell sometimes when I when Quinn was oh. in his bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah then, you know, yeah. When I was, a lot of aggressive raps, a lot of like fast paced deliveries. Yeah, shit was going on. Yeah, you know, the dope kept me out of people's face. I felt like because I was ashamed of it, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be around my regular partners. I'd be like. 
I'll be in the Pacific Heights. Yeah. Robin Williams' son. Yeah. And Kim Boeing from Boeing Jets. You know what I mean? Big wigs and stuff. Yeah. Motherfucking Victorians with them goddamn elevators. You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy that you yeah. wrote that song while while that while you were in that process because yeah. that song is like is deep. Like the talking about first you talk about the, girl. the white girl's addiction. I'm assuming a white girl. It's a white girl. Yeah, a and girl. talking about white girl and a white girl. Yeah. And then you talk about the hustler mm-hmm. who's who's getting high on his own supply. Yep, yep. And then you rap from third from third from the perspective of the drug. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cold, huh? Some cold wow, shit. Did I mean to do that? I, 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 don't, I don't even I mean when I rap, I, I pray. Like I pray, God give me a, a concept outside of the narcotic. Uh you know, I just I don't ever really plan a song. I don't it just came, like, just came I don't out of yeah. Right? yeah. I don't do it. I just, I just write, and it, and it comes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I might know a style I want to serve, but other than that, with that, I just was, uh, that, that just was writing a, a, a beginning, middle, and the end. Just you know, from you know, learning, how, knowing, doing English at school and shit. No, that was great, great yeah. songwriting, bro. Yeah. And um, and also write with video, write with my video visuals in yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're hoping that we get to do a video. And it's a strip that's you and Andre on that song because that's been part of his career too. Cocaine raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a part of our, uh, uh, a part of our image and feel more. Not smoking crack cocaine, but them niggas used to smoke chewies. I, my rider intake was up the nose. You feel what I'm saying with the powder? Just thinking I'm fly. You dig what I'm saying? It just that's what it was. But then it's crazy because that song is like a cautionary tale about yes, doing blow, but people. Bump that shit while they're getting high, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like playing with my nose. Like, I'm nah. advocating for it. It really... Yeah. I always say, man, don't do drugs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I had an addictive personality. I had dope fiend genes anyway. So, so, you know, so it was easy for me to get caught up in it. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ayo for yo. Still no video or nothing like that, right? I think they, they could still happen one day. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. a trip with what we are. It's like underground shit that the world ain't heard yet. Uh, and it's gonna hear it. It's gonna everybody well, get the chance. Well, the world has heard it, but yeah. maybe not the masses. Not the masses. Yeah, no, not the masses. Because that no. song still, to the, I mean, it came out like twenty years ago, and it's got like millions of streams. Man, yeah, yeah. like twelve, tw- fifteen million, twenty million. Yeah, my friends on the block never knew that song. They know Hell Yeah, right? Right. They know Hard Way, but they never knew about Ayo for Ayo until yeah. they started going to some shows with me, and they them niggas found out about it. But that's the type of that's how it was like. I could do this song here. I could do this. Song yeah, here. yeah. You got a lot of uh, versatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just San um, Francisco is like a I'm absolutely, a milk and pot absolutely, yeah. bro, absolutely. How has addiction affected your career? You've spoken about a lot in the past, mm-hmm. but what is how has it impacted you as an artist and and your trajectory? Um, maybe it's just me being honest to make somebody else judge me. But I ain't never passed my plate and did dope in front of nobody. Like, mm. and I don't owe nobody. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, whatever I did, I did myself. So I just I just talk about it because I want to be in control of my narrative. You feel me? When I was, I've been clean since August 20th, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I smoke weed and shit like that. Not all the way clean from all drugs, but... It takes some mushrooms. We've got some mushrooms. You can send them to my address at 14. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I just talk about it so wouldn't nobody else be able to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I'm talking about yeah, it, too. Yeah, because um, yeah, people, you know, you, you want to control You don't want a rumor like that, like... No, 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 you know no, no. I get that shit out there. Hey, hey, uh, well, I heard him doing this. He doing this. Well, he already told on himself. Yeah. You can't tell him. I told him myself. Well, I'm also very proud of you bouncing back, bro. And, oh, man, um, round ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Resilience. Yeah, keep on rolling. And yeah. what, what, what advice would you give to... Uh, other artists who might be struggling with various forms of addiction? 
Uh, don't be in denial. The first thing is not to be in denial. Uh, you know what I mean? And don't don't uh, say, well, I'm getting high because of... And get to pointing a finger at people. That's you getting high, motherfucker. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is me getting high. It's going to be, be me to quit or me or whatever. Just make sure you blame yourself. Don't blame your circumstance, uh, how you living. And I used to say, because of these kids. And mom's like, nah, nigga, that's you. You feel me? And once, once I started taking responsibility for it, it, I was able to conquer it. You feel what I'm saying? As long as I was pointing a finger, uh, Monty Gale said before she died, she said, whatever you do is either for a reason or for a season. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you just do it, you know? So it was for a reason, a season in my point, and I was the one doing it. So admitting to it is first. And then not embracing it, don't... don't don't get with nobody and make them uh, pay for your dope. Don't be getting no relationship. Make sure your bitch can buy no dope, man. You know, you wanna just want to be fresh, man. You dig what I'm saying? And then what you do is how you do it. Everybody's addicted to something. Narcotics is just bad, but people are addicted to chaos, to trouble, to being, you know, all kind of shit. Money. Any type of addiction Sex. can set you back. If yeah. it's not God, if you're not praying, uh, meditating like a like a monk, or you know, even if you drink too much water, it busts your stomach, right? Very true. And drink too much water. So and I think meditating and trying to get closer to the creator is the only thing that you can't have enough of. Outside of that, you can overdo anything. Well, respect for speaking so openly and truthfully about your situation, bro. Yes, sir. Um, back to the music. Um, you've appeared on a lot of E-40's records. He's mm -hmm. appeared on some of yours. Yes, he has, yeah. I believe you were on Breaking News in 2003, So, and he yes, was on sir. Explosive Mode. Explosive Mode, yeah. Uh, how did you develop a relationship with him? My dad, my dad, through my my, my father, rest in peace, James Bailey uh, Jr., uh, my dad dated Sugar T in 93, 94. So uh, when he just said, nigga, uh, make, make me call your kids he is. I thought 40 was talking about pops, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I'm like, pops, you ain't Captain Sable. Who is your dad? He said, nah, nigga, am I? You know what I mean? Pops is a real player, pimp type nigga. So, you know, nah. He said, nah, he wasn't. But him and Sugar T had a relationship when I was 15, 14 years old. So Sugar T daughters, much love, Sugar, I love you. Nisha and Nene, I love them both. You know what I mean? I was a stepbrother back in the days. So that's that started us to knowing E-40. Mm. You know, his mother, and, and, and they brought me around the whole family. I even knew, uh, baby got a hair done by Shonda. I know Shonda, I knew everybody, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've been around them. Uh, they, they security, from Scorpio to, to Jaws and... The whole time I've been around 40, I was in the video One Love when I was young. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Um, he, he give me dap, he dap me up. And then I'm also slapboxing with, with Tap That Ass. Uh, I he got popped it. me in my head a couple times, too. I, I wasn't <laughs> that good, but I stepped up to the plate. They're like, who going to chug him? I'm like, me. I'll do it. I have my long puff coat on. <laughs> you know, he, he got me, hit me a couple times, though. But Tap That Ass, though, the man's, though. But So, you know, 40, uh, been, I've been around him. He brought me out to Summer Jam before. Yeah. Yeah, 40, he, all he ever did was help me. Stay solid. I love 40. Yep, That's I what's love up, 40 bro. and his family. You know what I mean? They, they, I'm their family. I'm like their little nephew from there. Muggsy, everybody. Well, done deal records, like I said, I think that's a big chapter in your career. A lot, like you said, it's all GLP, but it's a different yeah, it's version of Queen. It's like Laverne and Shirley from Happy Days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. what, what was the, um, how did that start? It started because my brother Bailey started rapping. Mm -hmm. Now, Bailey is my brother. My mother's son, you know, uh, that's my brother. We don't say half of no shit like that. That's my brother. He used to pee on me and shit when we was growing up. Going to school, he used to make me late for school, eating eggs and shit in the morning. But uh, always been my heart, though. My real little brother, like, so he started rapping. Him him and my little cousin, Lil Richie, y'all call him Big Rich, uh, in um, Toriano. In Toriano and my stepfather's piggy, 
So y'all know that they used to rob banks and shit together. Bill Gordon and, and Piggy, Piggy the Pimp, but he was a bank robber. So we was tied in with them too. You feel what I'm saying? With the Moffat family. Matter of fact, my my um my my stepsister Latoya, God bless her soul, she passed away. And Tiana, hi Tiana, they uh related to Player P, which is related to Toriano, which is related to Bill and Piggy. So fully loaded start rapping. Yeah. Uh, Cookie Monster, God bless his soul, was the first one to put some money behind him, uh, doing some shit. So I wasn't gonna let my brother get, get, you know, I went through my little ups and downs in the game. I wasn't gonna let my brother go through that. I refused to do that. So that's what made me start Done Deal. Bailey made up Done Deal. He started, he made up that name. Bailey innovative as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? And Big Rich is outspoken and been a leader, you know. Strong group of dudes. And Don Toyano, you see him right now doing his thing. Off top. He, but he was rapping, he was, Solo rapping before them. Yeah, young so no. So he was like me, young no. Mm-hmm. And then um, then they came together. Really, Big Rich been around me since he was nine years old. When I was in my first, first, well, second group after X Legion, I had a group called YBS, Young Black and Strong, where I had a song called King of the Stage. I wrote the whole rap when I was 12. Matter of fact, Equipto helped me organize it, the rap. Because John Ross went to Phoenix Academy with Equipto. That's how I knew Equipto. Mm-hmm. Right, so... um. Lil Richie was was named Dollar Bill when he was nine years old. <laughs> he had a rap at the beginning of it, too. He always was a little spoiled dude because his dad and him was caked up. <laughs> Auntie Shaw caked up. They was caked up, but they was they, they embraced us, too. But really, Big Rich was the first motherfucker to embrace me from down the way because they lived in the Bannockers. I used to be scared to go there. I always mean, no, I just didn't want to get jumped. Sure. So they used to go down there to the Bannockers, and Big Rich was already good. They, they was good down there. You know what I mean? And Monique, his sister Monique, treated us, you know, she was an older high school girl, but she didn't, she never shit on us. You know what I'm saying? So I used to be practicing with them. So, Blue Richie, I don't know how I got here, but. No, I mean, it's dope, bro. Dundee yeah. is like a real family. We really a family. Yeah. And um, y'all yeah. all moving together. You got your boy, you got Fully Loaded, you got Willie Hen. Willie Hen is, Willie Hen is like my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Hen had a, uh, at the barbecue, him, him and Jettis, the ugly, ugly dank man, they had an album out before us. And Jedi and Willie Hen got, he from, Willie Hen, I done seen Willie Hen with Five Shot Posse on Division Daryl and KO. That's really feel more Hen. Before rap music, I seen that nigga moving around, busting plays, always been a cool nigga. And then we ended up going to high school together and becoming like brothers, you know what I mean? Uh, they said we look alike, our family's from Mississippi, and he could rap. He's like me, I'm an educated nut. I'm a, I'm a, I read, I'm, I'm smart, but I know about the streets. He was That's the type of people I deal with. Right, right, right. Not when nobody's just all the way ignorant. Right. Or just all the way nerd. We are well balanced. You feel what I'm saying? And Willie Hen was like like me. We just, well, I was like him. We like each other. Well balanced. So that's, the, he, he always been my right-hand man. Well, I think around this time, like, like you really start reaching new levels of success. Like, it seems like you've been grinding, putting out these projects, doing these features, and then you drop I Give You My Word, which was a big record for you. I remember when that came out, I was in high school, everyone was like, oh, the new Quinn's out. Like, uh, you had that. Yeah. <laughs> you had that kind of motion. I remember kids from Fillmore like, yeah, this new Quinn. Da, 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 da. How did that feel to be in high school? I, I, that, that was a dope album. How did it feel to be in high school listening to me go crazy like that? That was like the soundtrack, bro. That was yeah, like, yeah, that was the soundtrack. I mean, see, this is my thing, like, growing up in Frisco, bro, like, I'm not just, like, a fan of the music. Like, I lived, I saw this shit happen Frisco, around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. grew up in Lakeview, so I saw Selsky, like, oh, that's Selsky. Yeah. Like, just like how you talking about some of these cats, yeah. I would be at Kings and Queens in the cut at the barbershop, like, oh, 
at Selsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I grew up over there too. <laughs> yep, yep. Selsky's another motherfucker that me growing up. I used to sell crack with Selsky in the park. Mm. I used to watch out, watch out for the police with sell my mama and sell mama used to sell coke together. Mm-hmm. My mom went to Balboa High School. Feel me? Yeah. 1971. That's when that coke shit. just came around, mom said coke. You feel me? She said they used to hit him motherfucking see stars. <laughs> my uncle Doug Diamond D, Daryl Gidry, and them from over there in Lakeview. So, yeah, Selsky, um, Selsky mama and my mama ran together, Joyce. So, Selsky, I said, Selsky say, I got a song with Tony and Sam. be like, you lying, fat nigga. You could lie. You know what I mean? Like, watch, I'm going to show you. Then he played it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're on his first, you're on Mr. Predictor yeah, also. Yeah, Mr. Predictor. Yep. I also wrote his rap on... Uh, on on Herm Lou album, I wrote that song. Oh shit! Okay. I tell you, uh, that I go, it's like this is like mm-hmm. a bashing kind of kid. I said, "Dang, we got the new nigga seen the sign, don't cross me." <laughs> See when I said that? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that when I was 15 years old. For Selsky, yep. So he threw a little shit in there, but I wrote the first verse without a doubt. That's dope. Yep, yeah, that's that's a that's a fun fact right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just growing up around all this shit, and yeah, then I'm yeah. seeing, then I'm seeing like Quinn is. So when when our when our rappers is popping off, like a rapper from Frisco is like like everybody's proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, I give you my word, and then the Rock, like I remember you was like fully. Taking off. Yeah, it was. It was, in, it was even when I give you my word, and that's when all the stars lined up. Like mm-hmm. Chuck working, all of us working. You dig what I'm saying? Everybody working in, in the city. Like you know, I'm like whoever I see from the city to rap. I'm like, come on in, mm-hmm. come on. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, we had Camiel, being that Chuck was doing the, the, the Mission Rock. That was his part. We was showing up. I was eating anything. We we you know we hey 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 like we got the parties everything just it, it just lined up so um I even had San Quinn weekend on Cameo San Quinn yeah you were getting a lot you were getting radio love yeah but a lot of love you were getting radio. MTV love I love Vine. yep MTV yeah, mm-hmm. yeah when they did the when they came out there and uh, we was a hundred deep that, we might have been like three hundred deep on um, with Sway and them yeah yeah yep yeah, my block yep it, it was I appreciate all that you dig know what I'm saying and then um. Then, then after that, the Frisco anthem, then Marv hated on me and they threw me for a loop. Well, um, I was going to ask too, like, because well, you dropped Hell Yeah, that was like mm-hmm. a Billboard charting song, video, all that. Yep, yep. You kind of got, you kind of became part of the hyphy movement. Kind of like, I'm a, I'm a, I am, I'm down, yeah. I'm from that. Hyphy, hyphy, uh, look, hyphy is just a, hyphy is just a, uh, a way of life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hyphy is just a way of life. Yeah. What it would do you do you a lot of people like criticize the hyphy movement, like looking yeah. back at it, do you think it helped or hurt the bay or or both? It, it helped. They just should have kept playing the music. They should have kept letting us be hyphy. Mm-hmm. Don't don't stop the movement because you looking down on it. You gotta stick with your guns. And being that the DJs and shit didn't stick with the guns, they didn't stick with their guns. It made you feel what I'm saying? It made uh, people not like, okay, you don't believe in it. So you think it died too soon? It died too soon. Okay, okay. Because okay. mustard to me, mustard picked up the sound. Yeah. Right? So it, if it's a sound, everything is just a sound. And then the raps would evolve. It wasn't all about this and dope. It was hyphy. Niggas still hyphy. Young nigga, turn up on you. Right. Turn up is hyphy. Right, 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 right. You just got a different phrase. They turn up is hyphy. So it's just the same thing. And then, uh, oh, go. Now, Lil John recognized it too with the crunk shit. Yeah. Hyphy was the same thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mentioned San Francisco Anthem too. Like yeah. that was another big wreck. I mean, I'm like this run you're on in the in the two, early 2000s. Like you were on fire, bro. Yeah, I praise God Allah. It was it was a I, I did it for us, right? 
SF Anthem was really Big Rich record. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Big Rich record. But then he brought it to me, you know what I mean? And then I, I seen it. When I heard it, I seen the video. I seen me saying something about cool man. Everything that happens, I see it. I see it before it happened. And then, you know, we somehow came up with came up with some money from some investors, and we did a real video. You know what I mean? And it, man, that shit was big. We all over MTV. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm talking in between segments. MTV. Yeah, I remember. Then, like I say, Marv, man, Marv, Marv, he did his rap. He, he attacked me because I was telling everybody, tell Marv, quit acting like a blood. Feel me? So around this time, he had like spun off. And y'all weren't really... You did expose Smoke too. Well, really what happened is suck-ass nigga Juice, right? Juice, funny style-ass... Uh, he do an album when he called Bullies with Foolies, right? And they got the they got the, got the red bandanas around the record. But before... I remember was, being very confused about that. That shit is confusing, right? And, I, and the reason why I called him a sucker like that because he know he's still trying to run around do interviews about Marv. Nigga, get off Marv Dick, man, and talk about your shit, bro. Nigga, where you from? Just, you got to be from one place, man. You can't be from everywhere. So you weren't really in touch with, with Mess around that time? And uh, I was. Them niggas stole hell, yeah. They went to, man, they went to, they talked to, you know what I mean? They went to EAC, oh, said, give me a beat just like Quinn. And that song that he got, that's Jonah, that's hell, yeah. You know that's hell, yeah. Everybody <laughs> do. So I'll say, that's why I'm on a nigga line, man, you know? I ain't looking for you nothing like that nigga, but, you know, him, that nigga Juice, was he, he was behind it, man. You feel what I'm saying? And, uh... Don't don't admire my record and try to make a record with Marv like you saying Queen. It's only gonna be one explosive mode, man. You feel me? So, so you shared your thoughts about him be turning, becoming the blood, and that's kind of. I was telling him, no. Rob G leaned over to me at at, at Freddie's funeral at school, at the Yee Mama funeral and said, "Man, tell Marv to stop acting like a blood." And then the nigga got at me and said, "I don't." So it's like. Man, I'm from Filmo. I'm a, I just want to be a, a solid Filmo nigga first. I would rather die there than anywhere in the world. I'm never going to fuck that Filmo shit up. You feel me? I'm not going to do no, be no punk, no shoot, no snitch. None of that nigga. I'm a Filmo nigga. Frisco nigga. In and out, man. I, I don't care about no blood and no crip. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Much as they give a fuck about us, I'm going to respect them. Much as they respect us. But you can't walk the man yard in no penitentiary and be no blood or crip from San Francisco, California. It's impossible. Word. You feel what I'm saying? And he's rapping to that fan base. Right, right. We talking to them kind of niggas. It ain't like we doing bluegrass hip-hop. Yeah. You well, it's crazy because... He's talking that gangster shit, so he had motherfuckers confused. And then the couple of bloods, and then they, they liked it, that shit, but they like, why you funking with him? I'm like, because he attacked me. He attacked me and said, it's Quinn a snitch. Because I was telling people, tell him quit acting like a blood. So it's like, you telling everybody, tell him to do something, he, he waited for me to slip like. And I did something where I slipped, and the sound bit me. And you know that that shit threw me for a loop. So that's what happened at the SF Anthem. If you wonder what happened, if you didn't even wonder, I'm telling you. you no, know I mean it's it's good to talk Just about. Just to tell bro. people that don't do no battle rapping, that shit is it really. Yeah, when you're yeah. a real motherfucker, I really want to hurt that nigga. You dig know what I'm saying? Not kill him, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I didn't want to kill him or nothing like that, but I definitely would have stumped him into a vegetable. Well, y'all. Well, he got locked up for a minute, then got out, then y'all reunited, did explosive mode four. Oh right. yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I summoned him. I asked him to come back. Mm-hmm. Then he, then he ended up coming back. You know, I reached out to him. I'm like, I don't. He was just capping him on. He was just capping on me on Doc Kicks. Like episode before that, I heard the interview, and he was shooting me down. Like Quinn, he just get pinched on his ass. <laughs> like, like I ain't getting nothing. Like Quinn, just get get to get pinched on his ass, right? He's saying all this slick shit, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna humble myself and say, I don't care what he said. I want him to come back. 
I think that was a, that was a good move it was, for, for business. I meant that and, yeah. yeah, business and your friendship and, and all that. And the yeah. fans and the supporters. Mm-hmm. And then Black C agreed with it. And T Fast agreed with it. And they got blood in between each other from Harbor Road. And they say, man, look here, we we pause everything. Them, they shit for a minute to let him come back. So I went to the heads of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Only people I didn't check with was nobody in film because JT was in Atlanta. So I'm big film on. I'm bringing the nigga back. And um, we did the album in mom's house. We 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 reconciled. We reconciled. That still don't that still don't stop the what happened though. You know what I'm saying? That shit was unnecessary. That was Frisco going at each other. And it threw me for a loop. I just I just asked it though, none of my young niggas get involved in no battle rap, no shit like that. Cause when you real, you really be consumed in that shit. And it consumed me, it, it sent me back. Well, I think Mess is kind of like a tragic story. I'm not saying his story is over, but like currently it's not looking so great. And um, do you think at some point he'll be able to pull it together and make another comeback? This is God's earth. This is God. This is Allah's. A lot, only he know. You know, don't no man or woman know the time of day. So with that being said, he got action. As long as he's living and breathing and in, in his right mind. Now, you could not, a nigga could not have no limbs and have his mind. Right? And as long as you got your mind, you can make some shit happen. Now, you can have all your limbs and don't have your mind and be walking around here raggedy as a bowl of teriyaki. Yeah. Shoes leaning like the Tower of Pisa. You got to lay down and get in there, motherfuckers. And you talking to the wall and digging in your ass with all your limbs and stuff. So he just you just pray for to be in a sound mind. I pray for a sound mind. And with a sound mind, he's a genius. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, he's got to check with his homeboys and get it right. I'm gonna get it right with the name with your foundation. Then you ain't gonna. Then you don't worry. To worry is a sin. A living in fear is not from God, man. I'm I'm gonna put it out there just because mess means a lot to me as a Frisco cat. Yeah, that at some point he does. He does bounce back. We pray you do. Yes. We agree We're putting on this out I mean, there for the world to see. We're putting this into the universe we right now. We want to come back. We, we all pray for more to come back and be in a, a sound mind. You know, when he came back, I, I said, look, dude, you need to set up a conference with this. Like, I see white people do it all the time. Say, hey, I did drugs. I'm sorry. I was in my addiction when I said all this shit. Even I did it. Admit to your shit, right? On Thizzler, why J. Diggs is in jail. All the people who you offended, they're away. If you apologize first, you're humble. You come like Jesus, humbly. Yeah. I, but see, once he got around me, he stopped, stopped wanting to listen to me because he, he don't value people who be up around him. He want to value other motherfuckers. Just, you feel what I'm saying? I, that was good information to me. I had a whole plan for him. If you listen to me, he'd still be out here. I mean, I think his fan base is so strong that, yeah, if he did come back out, he, he could be right back on top yeah. anytime. Just think if he would have did what I said last time. Though. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. he would have apologized and J.D. can't say, well, I told him not to give you no money. Well, guess what, man? That affected me when you told Bernard not to give him no money. And what is Bernard doing taking orders from a Vallejo nigga, man? You think I'm saying? I know Marvin's out of pocket for what he said about Dre, no doubt, bro. But, okay, you stopping motherfucking money. You know, I don't, I don't know. Bernard had to pay his taxes, so he couldn't get behind it like that. I don't think JD's ultimately had nothing to do with it like that. But him saying that, that's him more to where he at. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not looking mm-hmm. good, man. But and I'm I, just being real. You I know appreciate that. Real. That's how I, I am. Man, I'm you know? just from the outside looking in. I, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that like goes online to see what the latest beef is. I, yeah. I see shit like that, and I'm just disappointed. I don't I don't condone that shit or egg that shit that on. Shit was but... fucking, that, it was a waste of time with me and him. Yeah. He had to do too short to let like, like 
He was hiding from I'm me. I'm not going to lie, though. He was hiding from me, right? <laughs> so he had to just too short to make it seem like he wasn't just hiding from me. Yeah, like, I will know? say, though, one positive thing that too short messy Marv this is fucking hilarious, bro. Yeah, and, 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 and he said my mama's name on there. Yes, hey, he said mom's, look. He said mom's name on there. Hey, he said mom's name on there. He said I wasn't going to dish you till I heard what you said about queer mama. Yo, short kind of spanked him on that yeah, one, bro. Yeah, that's, that's a dog. That's a dog. Oh, he, I got vindicated. Funny, I got vindicated yeah. by that shit. By him doing that, that got me embraced. But a lot of places, bet, but not why not with your guy though? Like, you know what I mean? It also could have got us knocked down though. If he did, they just like not talking to us. So yeah. you, when, when you bust moves like that and you from a neighborhood, you gotta take into account that you're responsible for other people too. But he ain't he don't represent all of us like that. So we we not he, he has his own views, you know what I mean? Like this person has his own views. Like for this sure. podcast yeah, has yeah, his yeah. own views. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how it was with him. So these are the opinions of Messi Mar. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Filmo. You, you gotta check in with folks before you just do shit. Well, let's spin off on a positive note. Yeah, God bless him. There's been talk of a GLP reunion oh, on yeah, social we're back media. Together. Yeah, JT's out here. He's wiggling. Man, all praise due to Allah. Let us see Big Bro out here. And I'm back in good graces with him. That's good because he's a boss. JT's a boss. I'm that's Big Bro. I'm Little Bro. Yeah, I think uh, y'all could definitely make some dope shit happen together. Demo the youngsters, Seth the Gabba. Yeah, yeah, shout out to yeah, Demo, shout brother, out to yeah. Seth. Yeah. I'm happy about that. That's, I'm honored to be in his good graces again and doing the GOP, yeah. So artists like Scarface, Jim Jones, Jay-Z, Exhibit, Snoop, so many others have, like, given you props, bro. Yeah. Um, how does it feel, like, as we kind of come closer towards the end of this interview, how does that feel to get that recognition, man? Like... Don't mind me doing this right here. I'm just... No, no, no. Do your thing, bro. To you. I could multitask. Uh, that right there, um, that's a blessing to be able to get them accolades. It's a blessing. It's just... Uh, I just wanted to keep going. I wanted to be more. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's what I do it for. But I want the world to say all of our name, to know about all our culture, for all our streams to be up thousand percent. Because we from Compton, Fillmore, San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That type of world on us. So if, if it's about me here, then it's about the whole and numbers going up. It's good. As long as all of us could eat off of somebody knowing us and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, after like about 30 years in the game, more. 30 years, man. Um, 30 years. It's been 30, 1993, March 1993. So this was 30 years this year. Yeah, man. Congratulations, thank bro. You, thank you, bro. Um, thank you. I didn't just start this year. Right. Yeah. I was a young kid. I went 13. I was 14, 15. <laughs> right, my you, bad. <laughs> yeah. um, is there one particular highlight looking back on your career that, that means the most to you? I'm, I'm grateful for all of it. I'm grateful for all of it. And I'm grateful for every, 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 the bad times, the good times, uh, just, just for the learning experience. I'm blessed that my, uh, Laxi and Zaki getting down, uh, they're, my, they're not in trouble. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, anything that my guys done did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, anything that we done did, I done did, all of it. Every, uh, 1424K, Golden, everything that got to do with hip hop. You dig what I'm saying? In San Francisco, uh, is Fote being on, uh, Only God Could Judge Me, and then Drake using Fote verse, and everything. I'm, I'm a real Frisco cat. I celebrate all our victories. That's so, what's up, man. I celebrate all. So it's not no one in particular. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, last question, like, after all these 30 years, you know, what goals do you have left and, and what's next? Because I sense that there are more chapters in your story that are that are coming. Uh, I want to, um, I want to I act, I want to be, I want to be in a TV series about San Francisco. I want to, I want to be involved in that. And I'm kind of like almost there. 
You know what I mean? I just want to see. I just want to see us keep prospering. I would love to see my sons with major promotion and marketing behind them because they they good. They could live out my my rap dream. You dig what I'm saying? And I just want it to be. I want San Francisco to be solidified in hip hop. That's it. Not just one, but just all of us that really that rap that really got it in our heart. You know what I mean? And want the world to hear our story about Fillmore and Divisadero, how me, your boy Bailey, Big Rich, uh, well Big Rich from down the way, but you know what I mean? Lil Ye, Lil Pete, Show Banger. All from the same block. Gotta, you know, just so I just want to hear the world tell our stories and for it to be a part of hip hop. You dig what I'm saying? Just the San Francisco to be on the map. Big shout out to Lil Bean and Lil Zay Bang. See they doing their thing. Uh, them niggas tight. They remind me of me and Mar. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Like they, 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 they good at what they do. You know, everybody from the city. You doing this here? Oh, big man. And big shout out to Honest Bob, man, Wayne Hayes, man. Shout out to Honest Bob. Nigga right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want, I want our bragging rights to go up a thousand and our, our podcast to go up a thousand. Yours too. I want to get heavy into the podcast world and be just be behind the scenes counting money, but putting it, I, can, I don't want to have 15 cars. I have two cars and I, I like to pay people's rent and, you know, building some homeless, some shit for the homeless. And I just want to give back. You That's know what what's I mean? up, man. Do hip hop. You That's feel what's saying? up, brother. Yep, without a doubt. Well, I see all that happening in more. And uh, as I said at the beginning of this interview, bro, I appreciate you, man. I've always looked up to you. Yeah. Always respected you. Uh, it's been an honor to build with you, man. And I'm looking forward to much more to come, bro. There's so much more to do, man. You know, we would have talked with you like for two days, man. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but, we're going to run it back uh, another time, back, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah, wear, yeah. wear a dark, a color, like a black outfit next okay, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to with you, man. I want to thank you, man. You're doing right a great on, job with this, bro. Thank you, man. You're resilient in the motherfucker, That's bro. right, you that's right. Me? I love you, bro. You're up in a big shout out to DEO, and, uh, even odds, and, you know, the, uh, everybody, your whole staff. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, also, big shout out to uh, Lil Kayla and G Val doing their thing. Lil Kayla finna bubble. You know, the best girl in hip-hop, for real, for real. They're going to find out more sooner than later. You did a big shout-out to everybody. Yes, sir. There's a lot of dope shit coming in San Francisco. There's a lot of dope shit in the Bay. This is another episode, a classic episode with the legendary San Quinn. History of the Bay podcast. Thank you to everybody watching. Thank you to everybody supporting. We got much more coming. Shout-out to the whole team. We out of here. Peace. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the bank. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the bank.